0: me, me, more, may you rest in peace, awesome, yes, 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 oh, come running wild, mm-hmm. yeah, I said give me the hell yeah, ha <laughs> ha, no. woo, shoot place, report, welcome to the shooting blanks wrestling report i am the big guy ryback joined by raj geary of wrestling inc another week filled with a lot of wrestling news raj how you doing good man how about yourself doing fantastic staying busy staying active (laughs) and training and rehab like crazy i had austin aries uh here last week with Bio Accelerator. i saw that uh, with sarah brandow and uh hopefully he's actually going to be handling my case to to get me back down there there the borders open on the 21st here on this when this comes out monday this the borders are open in colombia and uh, i know they have a list to get down there and they they're trying to get me down hopefully asap so that i can get these final ones underway and the training and everything's just kind of moving forward kind of just uh revolving around whenever that is and i mentioned before as soon as I have a date I'll I'll make a couple phone calls and I'm hoping to get a camera crew to get down there with me to document essentially to tell the story in one whole piece what I've gone through and what it's entailed for hopefully for wrestling fans of some sort if not at the the least to put together for a nice YouTube video and I think will really really help people understand exactly kind of what's gone on so
1: so after these final ones like how long does it take to recover and then kind of get back to to where you were?
0: It's I mean I feel like right now like a lot of my shoulder stuff is still scar tissue related that we're we're breaking up every week. I, I see a massage therapist now three and a half hours. It's probably going to get moved to four in the next couple of weeks. Like just breaking up more and more scar tissue that had built up from all that cortisone that was that was pumped into me. And that my back is great. I'm I'm training now as if like weight training and conditioning like, to to get ready for wrestling. The the piece will be to get those stem cells. I'm not going to be taking any time off like, like I did when I got them before where I took like two or three months off. These are just for good measure. Get these, and then the training is going to escalate further. I'd say I'll probably give myself three to four weeks, and then hopefully from there be able to get back in a ring and start doing some training low-key. Just get myself, see how I feel, and... uh which I talked to Austin about that a little bit because he's here in Vegas with me, and there's a school down here that uh, the FSW, which they've reached out and told me I always have access. So it'd be nice to kind of do that and kind of get around it again and just kind of see how everything is. I, but I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think I'll miss a beat. I've, I've been out before when I was uh, had the ankle injury. I didn't wrestle for a year and a half, and I got thrown on the road, and then came back as Ryback without wrestling for a year and a half. I did darks and uh, live events there for like five months. But like I went back to live events working eight, 10, 12, 15 minute matches after not practicing nothing. And people were saying, oh my God, you got so much better. And I hadn't even, even. it's just, yeah. I, I anticipate the same thing on this, so.
1: Yeah. You, know, you talked about borders opening up. We're, we're watching, we're seeing on football that you're seeing some games now with crowds, limited, but some. I know here in Denver, the Broncos are gonna start allowing fans at their next home game. So we're starting to see a little bit of things slowly kind of getting back to at least allowing some fans in. Now, WWE, they've been having the Thunderdome, which is for SmackDown, it has helped a ton. With Raw, I think it's helped stop the bleeding, and we'll get to the ratings later. But their contract with the Thunderdome at the Amway Center is up at the end of October. So after that, uh, either they're going to have to renew or find a new venue. And reportedly, they put a small team together uh, last week to look at running WWE TV shows from outdoor venues. I would guess most likely in Florida, but, you know, places where there's nice weather, where they can, you know, start having some fans in that are outdoors uh, throughout the winter. So the Thunderdome, it looks like it's, you know, only here for a short time. And then they're looking to really get back to having shows with fans sooner rather than later.
0: Would you say small team, is that in reference to all the cuts they've made, that that's all they have <laughs> left is a small team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is... Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing that they've let go of like I saw on like LinkedIn and uh, that I there's people in WWE on there that I have the guy that runs the account that follows and uh, they're all like all saying they got released and yeah. uh, that had been there for 12, 13, 14 years. And so with all that, that kind of, you know, obviously from a business, things change, but that's. Another yeah, they top. fired
1: like 60 to 70 office staff yeah. last week, including Gerald Briscoe, IRS, you know, and, and some others.
0: And what they're doing too, like like a guy like IRS, who who Mike, uh, man, I, I always let he, I loved having him as a producer because he always let he would tell you what they wanted, but he let you do your match. Whereas mm-hmm. other producers sometimes try to get a little too hands on, and like Mike, Mike was just he's and, and Bray and Dallas are so two of my favorite people, which just tells me how cool their dad is because they were raised good because that's what it comes right. down to, but. As far as the Thunderdome goes, I think with it, it's I think it will have run its course by the end of October. If you know, things people weren't allowed into the shows, I would think that, you know, renewing that would definitely probably be their number one priority. I think now with the way things are going, especially to seeing raw's ratings kind of kind of going back down, that they're going to be wanting to get real energy in, in wherever that is as soon as possible and hopefully by the end of October and November, you know, the elections are right around the corner all this vaccine talk that they, hopefully they're maybe thinking that, that things start returning to normal at least even more so than they are now and that would give them a better chance moving forward um the thunderdome was again better than not having a crowd and it, it, mm-hmm. it's it's much better to watch i just think it, and it came along it's it's a shame that they weren't able to get that done quicker because I think it mm-hmm. really, you know, but again, how quick can you do something like that? That's they and they were right. as big as they are, you know, they, they did the people in that, that production and they do a great job. So it's just, you yeah, and the arena probably wouldn't have rented it out anyway until yeah. recently. They didn't have a choice. Like, I, I, I really think, you know, with everything with that virus and knowing what we know now, I, it's easy to look back and say, well, no, they didn't have to shut down. But at the time, I still think wrestling would have benefited from taking a two or three month break. Just while everyone is figuring out everything with the other sporting things. And I I don't think that would have done any harm. But wrestling kind of is always, what is it, march to its own, the beat of its own drums. so.
1: Yeah. And to that, we had uh, had an exclusive report on Wrestling Inc. last week. We were talking to some of the people that were let go. They basically gutted their live events department. They let 12 to 15 people go, and it basically looks like Live events might be a thing of the past, maybe a couple of special ones here and there, but it looks like once things get back to normal, it's mostly going to be just TVs and pay-per-views, kind of like what AEW is doing.
0: I firmly believe WWE, we talked about this before with AEW, how they were going to either, either they're going to force WWE to change some of their business tactics, their model, mm-hmm. and improve, or WWE is going to just keep slowly burning. Because more and more talent are going to leave for this better place with money just as good or close to as good in working one day a week. I think they're smart enough to realize because they don't care about the talent. We got this is it's just the way that it is. They look at this as an opportunity. They could change the business model because of the circumstances of society and the world. But in reality, they're changing because they have to change in order to keep talent happier. There with the competition as AEW is on the rise. Great thing for the wrestlers, regardless, but they never <laughs> stopped. They haven't never, since Vince Jr. has taken over, they have never stopped live events and they never would. He finds a way to make money, regardless, even off, they're finding ways. And he would have, he, they have always loved whoring out the talent. And that's, and they, there's multiple reasons to that, and keeping them in that bubble and keeping them locked down and preventing them from doing other things. They've always loved that control. But again, with AEW and things changing, I think they see this is they have to adjust in order to keep talent happy and from losing more than they will to AEW. Right.
1: Well, plus they've been losing money on it. And Vince, even on these investors calls, he's been saying for years that the live events was their way of telling what was working, what wasn't, you know, by by seeing how the house did. And then it's been a a money loser over the past couple of years, which had never happened in the past. So
0: they would have just cut, though, if they so for Vince and them to do this, though, they would have just cut down on the live events more and more and found ways and combined rosters. And they would have just done they wouldn't cut them out altogether unless there's something else. And I, I truly believe it, it's because of AEW. My opinion yeah. on this. Yeah. Team, because he's never – he won't just cut something out totally. He'll find a way to keep them going usually if, and make money on them because they have worked for so long. But regardless, it's a good situation.
1: Yeah. Some bad news this past week. Uh, Ivar – well, I mean not that- – not terrible he's he's going to be okay but ivar suffered a, a neck injury on raw a couple of weeks ago had to undergo neck surgery in birmingham alabama this past week the operation was successful but there's no timetable for his return obviously with neck injuries he's probably going to be out for a long time
0: what exactly happened do you know so he's
1: had neck issues in the past yeah. and something when he did that dive outside the ring he he just hit his neck badly it, it just uh just jacked his neck up and that's really the extent that, uh, of it that we know.
0: So they haven't given like a medical diagnosis of exact like if it was a fracture on the whatever region well, of the neck. I mean, well, she- they said it was the cervix. Yeah. Um, and, and really, that was, that was it. I'm really interested in knowing. I, I sometimes get worried, and, and I think it's important to talk about this, wrestlers. And I was talking with Austin Aries about this because he's hoping to, to get a, a deal worked out with AEW for BioAccelerator. With the stem cells available, I think wrestlers need to, to understand the what we have available to us now. It's always best to avoid surgery if you can, especially mm-hmm. on the neck and back. Because once you go – the back, for most guys, once they get their back touched, they're never the same ever again, ever. Neck, same thing. You know, even guy like Santino Morello who's had his neck worked on. Once you go that route, the recovery options are – it, it, they're, they're limited, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it happened all so quick from the time that he injured his neck, and again, don't know exactly what he did, because certain things do require surgery on that. But it seems like it was done really quickly, where sometimes with injuries, the best route to t- is to get multiple opinions. And, and like I did with my back and shoulder, if I would have just went with the first two doctors that told me, get a five disc fusion and shoulder replacement. We're having a much different conversation right now with me in a whole different state of being probably than what I am right now where these guys, you know, he goes and gets the next surgery and the, if he can never wrestle again and in WWE eventually gets rid of him, that's on him for the rest of his career. Like, and I say that like, they're not going to be there. It's just so you got to want to make sure when you get surgery that it's, Specifically the back and shoulders, it's not like you're getting a muscle tear fixed or it's a little different on that when you're when you're touching your neck and back it's it's a scary thing and on that like I saw the dive and it didn't seem like anything you know, but he's had issues in the past and it will be I really would like to know exactly what happened and how many opinions he got because that's you know a year a year on the sidelines and neck injuries a lot of people never come back from those. Right. Some wrestlers do, but it's, you know, Great. Uh, Yeah, it, 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 it's rough and I feel for him. and he, they're, they're, they're new up there in a way. And it goes back to that style of, and I like those guys a lot and they're, they're, they're physical wrestlers, but the, the, the bigger you are too, and doing the dives and different things all the time. And I love the dive and, and at the right time, it's just that high risk is a real, real thing. And, uh, the bigger you are. And I look back and like now, and I go, how the hell did I do that five nights a week for years on end for my essentially since I was 22 and I go just killing your body. And it's like, and it's great, but there's, you get caught up in the bubble and then you you forget, like there's going to be a whole long life after that, but, where guys like Randy, when he talks about working smart, that's a very real thing, and it, yeah. it's it's for your quality of life too. And you could do a lot of things without doing some of those things that are high risk. But again, I hope for a speedy recovery. And they seem like really good guys. So
1: yeah, yeah. Really good. yeah. There was a an awkward moment on Raw last week between Oscar and Mickey James. The end of the match. While they were wrestling, Oscar was kind of rolling Mickey James over to kind of get her in, in for the Oscar lock. and then all of a sudden the referee called for the bell uh, saying that Mickey James submitted. Mickey James gave this look like you know, WTF, like the the look on her face was, I mean told it all. She had no idea why the match was stopped. Apparently what happened is that James said that the referee, I thought that she was knocked out earlier from the move prior. James was just selling so well, but the referee thought Mickey was legitimately knocked out on her feet. We had heard that it was from the back, that, that they told the referee from the back uh, that she was out on her feet. So the referee made the decision to kind of stop the match immediately. So, uh, you know, it, it led to an awkward finish, but kudos to WWE in that case for you know proactively trying to make sure that someone uh, wasn't continuing while knocked out. Because in the past, we've seen uh, that wasn't the case.
0: Ah, uh, that's a major... F- that sounds like a bunch of marks in the production in the back. That's bad. That Honestly, <laughs> because why aren't you just asking, are you okay? That's all you do. Right. That's a horrible yeah. mess up. Yeah. Like, people in the back, that's... that's they, and they got a bunch of marks working there at producer pos- positions. That's, like, you're selling so good, the, the, the marks in the back are it <laughs> Like, that's... You just ask her if she's okay, and then the referee has to be good enough to know... Is is she talking coherently? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's whatever.
1: That's horrible. And do you do you think maybe because of the Matt Hardy stuff the week prior that they were being a little sounds extra Sounds like cautious? somebody
0: that's a mark that's just reading that stuff. Like that's what it sounds like. Yeah, this is pro wrestling. You got to be. I'm, you're talking about being at the elite level. You don't do yeah. that if that's the true story on that. Like I'd be ashamed. It, and that's yeah. not what. It, what are you going off of? You go in the back, you ask her how she's doing. If she's I'm fine, you can tell by how somebody answers you. You mm-hmm. can look in their eyes. You can tell right away. But if you got someone that's not experienced and you got people that aren't experienced in the back, that you fired people with experience for people with no experience for much less cost, you get stupid mistakes like that. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. That shit don't, isn't supposed to happen. That stuff happens on the indies. That doesn't <laughs> happen in WWE. That's not where that, that's to happen. Yeah, my opinion. I'm telling right. you, there's a. That's one of the effects of when you fire good people for shitty people.
1: Yeah. The WWE, they have another draft coming up next month. Typically, these drafts have a, a little boost on ratings for for a week. Apparently, which is weird because Mandy Rose, they just moved her to Raw, even though they got a draft coming up. I mean, maybe Otis gets moved to Raw in the draft and is part of the storyline, or maybe more likely, they just did it randomly with no no plans. But uh, apparently there is a there's a a pitch uh, to break up the New Day, have Kofi Kingston return to Raw, keep Big E on SmackDown. And they'd still be part of the New Day, but they just I mean, so but they just wouldn't be all together. And Xavier Woods would be the manager of both going uh, on on both brands. So, yeah, Big E, uh, you know, we've talked in the past about him getting a singles push.
0: So it looks like it might be here to stay. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with just splitting them up right now, letting them go on their own. Because at the end of the day, I think it would give them a nice break and allow them to find themselves individually and have possibly more success individually. Or, or they just have some success. We don't know. And then they, when they get back together, it, it's very meaningful if they come back together uh, in a, a really cool storyline way down the road where it's needed, where they unite once again, and maybe they're more over than they've ever been. We saw, you know, DX would always Hunter and Sean would go their separate ways. They'd come back together, and it was more over usually, or because it was established already. And New Days established. They're they're amazing. And I get from their standpoint though, I would understand why they wouldn't want to because they're pro- They probably to have three guys that are best friends, genuinely that like mm-hmm. each other, travel together, and that and now again live events are not necessarily a thing, but just to have those guys around in that environment. Where you, it's a very, it could be a very negative environment, and they've experienced it too, and, and been on their own, and seen what it's like to to get where they're at, and have that leverage and power, and be over already. I can understand not wanting to break up on their end, and then I, and I, you know, and I don't know what how much say they have. Again, when Vince and them want to do, to do something, you just you go with it. So I think you just you know you you commit and try to. I would like to see all three of them go on their own and get away from the New Day stuff for a bit, if that's the, the route they're going to take rather than keep Xavier with them. Even though, again, from their standpoint, I would understand wanting to. Um, and let's see if they can, what else they, they do, you know, but at the very least, I, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea.
1: Yeah. We had talked a while ago, I guess it's been a couple of months about AEW. I guess this happened in August, AEW losing Kevin Riley at Warner Media. They let him go. He was the kind of one of the head honchos on TNT. He was responsible for bringing AEW on. A similar deal happened this week with WWE losing a major ally in Chris McCumber, who was out at NBC Universal and the USA Network. You know, he was kind of one of the main liaisons with WWE between WWE and USA and, and was kind of responsible for the the big deal, the big contract that WWE got to keep Raw on USA. Uh, but he has been let go. Uh, there's a bunch of shakeups in the the T E B uh, market right now with the push going to scre- the streaming. It'll be interesting what happens to cable in general as cable doesn't seem to be a focus anymore with all these networks. But WBS, for the time being, has nothing to worry about since they are basically all the ratings that USA draws right now.
0: We're living in really interesting times, though, of, of – uh society, everything, viewing habits are shifting yeah. rapidly. I just watched last night, actually, that I don't know if you've seen it yet on Netflix, Social Dilemma.
1: I, I've seen it. I, I, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I highly recommend it. it, it it'll, it'll freak you out a little bit. It's stuff I've talked about on my show a lot, just with, with social media and, and we're now dealing with like the, what is it? Generation Z people that have grown up on it and we're seeing, and it's only going to get worse. We're going to now start dealing with, you know, soon with people that, that have grown up on it from elementary school and at a younger age, which is, it's it's pretty crazy. And all of us and what's going on. And with this pandemic, you have people who their early memories are going to be going
1: to school at home on the computer.
0: Yeah. You and, know it, and it's, but it, it's showing the effects uh, of what it's having on people. But people are on their phones now almost morning to night. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when the TV is being watched. A lot of people are on their phones Uh, and that show will really just kind of it's a real eye opener for people that aren't aware of of what's already going on with all of this. Uh, I don't think anything right now is of concern, but things are going to be changing drastically in the next three to five years, I believe. At the rate that things are changing already this year, the rate things have changed and what's going on. It's going to be a, a really, really interesting situation with the wrestling promotions and cable and, and that shift in streaming. And it, it's just, are you going to be able to watch Monday Night Raw live from your phone? Like, And I don't, like, just, I don't, or AEW. I don't know what stuff is changing, though. And, and I think, too, in ratings-wise, I think, I, I firmly believe in a year AEW is the number one rated wrestling promotion out of all of them. I really, not just NXT, with Raw and SmackDown. I, and I think, you know, things, I think they're going to keep continuing to gain steam. And if WWE stays the way they are, I think they're going to continue to lose steam. Because the business model doesn't work, and it's told us that for 20 years it doesn't work. And it's gotten worse. And a lot of viewing habits have changed in the way ratings are got, gathered and all that. But to lose someone like that, that you know, on both sides, you know, wrestling isn't isn't something that we in the, in the wrestling bubble. You think everyone is like knows wrestling. Wrestling is known by so few people in reality Correct. of the world. It, it really it's silly to the majority of people. Like they just don't mm-hmm. they don't get it. And those that do, and and that number's gotten smaller and smaller of the people that that do get it and enjoy it. Um, and the new new fans that's going down more and more. So. As far as mm-hmm. negotiating deals like this, that may have been the most amount of money WWE will ever get for a TV deal ever again. Right. And it might, and things might backtrack until things start picking up on another outlet. Like, I don't know what that is. And even streaming, keeping people's attention now for a, a two- or three-hour product is getting harder and harder and harder to do. Where advertising, too. If advertisers know that they're getting all their value on the phones... Right. the platforms that are tracking us on everything that know us better than we know ourselves and are using it solely for profit. TV can't do that Yeah, or it's very limited on that reach. And that's what's changing. So I highly recommend that film social dilemma to everyone. And I think not good for him to lose somebody that's, that cares that liked wrestling. That's right. Sure. Cause
1: you have a lot of people that don't. And uh, it's always better to have people that like wrestling in
0: charge than people that don't, because we've seen what happened with WCW. And a lot of people that don't like Vince and his business tactics, the more that stuff comes out, it's really a real thing that is why I speak out and because it takes more and more people doing it that I think things are eventually going to come to fruition with doing bad business for so long.
1: Well, wrestling has never been more dependent on TV than it is now. I mean, TV is basically subsidizing wrestling without the TV deals. WWE would be losing a ton of money. Um, you know, AEW wouldn't be profitable without the TV deal. So, uh, it's never, you know, when people say, why do you talk about the ratings and everything, it's never been more important because they need to do good numbers in order to just stay alive and yeah. much less thrive. So, yeah, well, uh, definitely keep an eye on that, but, as of right now with the USA, you know, this is an, again, one of those things when you're talking about streaming, who knows if down the road, NBC even wants to keep USA or, uh, you know, a lot of these cable channels that, because you can see the shift moving to streaming when people are launching these big shows. Now they're doing it on Disney plus or Hulu, not, they're not doing it on these cable
0: stations. So, no, it, it's a real thing, you know, too, you know, with AEW having the dark on YouTube, I think that's a great thing having a YouTube show just right. To, right, like that's like, and I don't WWE puts the clips and stuff up but having a, a show solely designed for YouTube that's only going to get bigger with them and, and that helps them get an audience I think it helps them expose them to a larger audience other than what TV will bring it, it, things are just changing it, it, it's even next year at this point I think there's there's the, the rate that artificial intelligence is learning is so fast. I mean, we've never seen anything like it. It's yeah. So
1: I mean, I I was talking with uh, some friends of mine just with DirecTV with a dish. Our arc, you know, my kids are not there's no way when they're older that they're going to be like, yeah, I want to get a giant dish installed in my backyard. And I'll wait two weeks and have you come in and put these boxes all over the house when you just have an app on the phone that, you know, that does it. So the way, you know, TV and media is consumed is changing rapidly and it's going to be completely uh, upside down in 10, 15 years.
0: And another thing, and I could tell you, and based off what I've seen, is things that limit what you could do on your phone while you're watching, like YouTube. You can't browse other things while you're on YouTube, which if somebody comes out, and I'm sure it exists, where you're able to actually watch the video that you want to watch while doing all your other scrolling I Mm -hmm. honestly believe the way that humans are addicted to this and the patterns that I've seen and what I've seen on the phone, that that is going to be part of a success formula. Uh, What letting, because people you see it with the kids and the show really opens your eye. How glued to the, to the phones they are in social in general, that if you have something where you're able to watch a product or a show, even though you're not having your full attention on it, but it's, and do your other things on your phone, it's, that's where it's shifting towards. Yeah. Uh, We had talked last week
1: about Andrew Yang, former Democratic presidential candidate. Uh, We interviewed him this past, uh, last week at Wrestling Inc. And uh, he talked a bit about wrestlers joining SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, gives uh, benefits and protections to actors and actresses and was asked you know we asked him if he thinks that wrestlers should be a part of SAG and he was saying the parallels are almost 100% where if you're a professional wrestler you're inhabiting a character you're giving storylines and plots and in some cases you're given actual lines you rehearse them and, and you perform in front of a televised audience so they should be members of SAG and he said that that would be transformative for the industry he he said I wonder if you were to ask professional wrestlers how many of you would like to be a part of the Screen Actors Guild You'd you'd see every single hand go up, or almost every single hand go up. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
0: No, I think that there's there's something to that, and it's something that, you know I'm not overly familiar with myself. That it, we need to look into that that more, and I don't know what why that what the why something like that isn't a thing right now, or what's preventing it necessarily. But yeah, I think we all can look and see like the current system is not right. There's just it's it's not right. It never was right, and and the, we see in the in the guys what's happened to them, especially guys that have worked for Vince and how young they die, and it's just it's disheartening. And it's disheartening too with me when I see like the fans that stick up for WWE, and they go and they go, "Well, you guys sign the contracts." Mm-hmm. I would love for them to like it's. Yeah. That's the problem is the contracts and nobody has any negotiating power. They don't, like they take that away and then they could, if you don't have any power or thing in the system or a name already, you're very limited in what your options are. And even then you're extremely limited the way that things are. It's, things need to change, which is why talking about stuff in detail and exposing it more and more and more is so key because the more people that do that, eventually the right people like Andrew Yang hear about this and people in position to power are able to, and influence are able to possibly bring the hammer down, and make some changes because it's and like wrestlers. I can tell you, wrestlers are, are some of the most fearful people in the world, and it's based off just the business. Like, and I there's people that are afraid to come on my show and even talk to me that I've been friends with for long and they think I go but they read dirt sheets and they don't even I go brother I go this is a positive show you don't even talk wrestling on the main podcast if we don't want like but it's they're so afraid to say the wrong thing and because I've publicly have spoken out on on how things are that they're going to be associated in, in, in different things of that nature. And where wrestlers and you see guys that have been there and have made their money and they're done and they still kind of stick up for the company is because they, they hold on, because that's where they still get paid or where they still they, they get recognized. And that taps into the 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 fame addiction or whatever that 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 the ego and that where it's just been it's an industry that the system was set up and Vince exposed it and was able to capitalize on it, uh, on the weaknesses of humans in general, of wrestlers, and pay a few really good, and the rest, like, where you can't really, it's just a really hard thing to crack, where you're never going to get all the talent, like, yeah, we're in this together, it's never going to be a thing, ever. Ever. Yeah. So, there needs to be something done, into the contracts, and I think, again, with AEW, and everything, and I've talked to other people there, about Tony Khan, and it, again, not what every time it's been the same exact thing night and day from Vince McMahon he stand up he doesn't bullshit he tells you how it is and like but you actually he's he communicates with the talent and he his business and he's younger and he's more in tune with the way that the world really is outside of Vince's bubble and, and like Vince operates off the 48 laws of power and being deceiving and doing really shitty things to people Whereas Tony, and he has his money already, and they have their other businesses, it's a different environment, which I think, again, is going to either force WWE to change, or they're going to burn slowly, because more and more people are going to leave, and they're going to they're gonna have to adapt one way or another. But things need to change, yeah. And I, and I don't know what the answer is on it. It's, wrestling's always been get as much as you can from the business. Get in, get out, get what you can. It's a fucked up business. You hear it from everybody to screwed up business, but at the same time in like wrestling fans that put the logo above the talent, I just always say, I go, it, it, that always baffles me that there are some fans that do that, that, that are, and again, I understand they're, they're losing, they're getting their ass kicked in life. So they don't want to see anyone do good. Oh, that's business. That's the way that it is. You signed the contracts. Well, the contracts need to be adjusted for the future. And we need yeah. to learn from this. And the only way that happens is by speaking out on it in raising awareness. It's like when I did the double stack 2 on 1 matches, I didn't understand this and they said you got to do this time and time and time again because not everybody sees it. You have to hammer it into people's heads that you can pick up two guys with ease time and time and time again and it took it took months of doing it for it to finally really really where everyone knew what that was because everybody had seen it then. But that's how it is with this stuff. You got to keep hammering it home to people and then hopefully other people speak up on it. And again, spoke up on a lot of this stuff years ago. Moxley leaves, speaks up on the same stuff. Oh, shit. That, the Ryback didn't, wasn't probably bullshit because you, you got fans of him that maybe hated yeah. me. Wait a second. Maybe. And I got a lot of that. We're sorry, man. We, we thought you were full of shit, bitter, blah, blah, blah. No. And then you got other guys that come out and say stuff and more and more and more. And it, it helps. It really helps. And what we are doing by everyone that does that is going to make wrestling better in the future.
1: Yeah, and and to your point, when fans are saying you signed the contract, it's easy when you're sitting back and never had to live a day in those shoes yeah. uh, to say that. And now you know, on Twitter this past week, you had talked about how uh, you were kind of almost forced creative, you know, uh, forced oh, to yeah. sign contracts with with creative. Like uh, they they kind of held creative over your head to to.
0: You know, to sign multiple times. And that was in mm-hmm. Mark Carano's a notary where I one contract, signed it in there and it was don't make waves. And that was already after that was after. Um, so this is I've talked about this before. The, the main thing with them was when Jane Geddes was in John uh, Laurinaitis's position of talent relations. I had no money. I'd been on the road for six months. I've talked about this because it, it, like they weren't paying. I wasn't getting paid hardly anything. Couldn't even get hotel rooms on my card. Like it was just getting out on the road and going five days a week every week. And I was over at this point as Ryback. Get ready. Me and Punk had we we'd gone that route. We were going to be in the main event. Get a phone call at the doctor's office. I had to go pick up some documents um, for my attorneys for the multi-million dollar lawsuit I had against Doctor Hersavici. That had botched my ankle, broken bone surgery, and did all the nerve damage in my leg. That WWE had sent me to the guy had been sued ten times in five years for malpractice. Nobody in WWE checked. They just sent me to a random doctor in Tampa, and it was a huge blunder. And it was, in, it was what it was. With that, but Jane Geddes called me off the record and threatened me and said I would be fired. And I did not want to make waves and I would be pulled out of my position in the main event that I'd worked my whole life to get into. Having an ankle injury, by the way, that I did not know how long I was even going to be able to wrestle for. And my ankle was rolling every mat. It was scary. Not knowing. They literally told me if I did not drop that the lawsuit and let the statute of limitations run out, I would be fired and I would lose my position in the company. Off the record. Was told that. Mm-hmm. I... Was red hot at the time, and I trusted them. I go, you know what? I'm going to make more money if we're just they let me just keep doing what I'm doing, anyways. So I'll I'll drop this, and that's where the anger for me with them comes from. It doesn't. The, the creative stuff is just stuff that played out on TV. That was all tied into this, which a lot of these the negative fans don't understand. And no other wrestler understands. Nobody's been in that position, and that and I deal with a lot of this stuff to this day. To take an open and shut multi million dollar case, the attorneys pleaded with me not to drop and I did that for the WWE and then they turn around and fucked me anyways, then you can maybe understand why this is as personal as it is with me and on different things after that, that they took away limiting the amount of money that I was making so that I had no power. And it limited my power. And that's why I started riding alone, not the whole Dave Meltzer bullshit that started when I found out, started coming out with lies that I was alienating myself, didn't want to be friends with people and all this other, such an asshole and negative person. It was, I knew I had to learn about business if I was going to make any money on the short end of being in there, not knowing how long my ankle was going to last. And that you got a fucking piece of shit like that putting stuff like that out, that's where the comments to him come from with that because the hate that he creates and the lies that him and that little clown cunt create when that's not the case at all. And then they would never, if they met me in fucking person, would have the fucking balls to even fucking speak the way that they speak. And the things that I've been through and overcome and had the career that I had on a gimmick ankle that most people would have called it quits on. And that's why there's an anger with a portion of this with the people that are marks that don't want to understand the truth of the situation of the reality. And that's the kind of people that you're playing with in WWE right there. Who in their right mind would want somebody not to have that the, the financial uh, profits of that from going through a horrible injury of a year and a half and being told by three doctors he would never wrestle again and overcoming the odds it's very personal Raj and that's why I'll never stop and, and I know what I'm doing and I won't stop and I'll keep raising awareness until I till the day Vince is underground. I won't stop because he needs to be gone eventually for wrestling to get better. It's that personal and the people he employs and puts in positions there and the shitty things they do. Not just to me, I'm so outspoken on this because of what I went through. And I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I gain nothing from publicly talking about this stuff. It just, it, again, it raises people think I'm doing things to help myself and wrestlers in general where people think that it's just solely just a selfish thing and this better thing. No, couldn't it be any further from the truth. And it's because of the things I've gone through there and experienced having being able to be the guy and having that all taken away from me and watching guys that you know aren't as good as you get that opportunity. It's a fucking personal thing. That's why, and I'm going to come back, and in one fucking year, everyone's going to see what the fuck is up. And it's going to be, that's why I just get my health back, and then I'm going to shut up every motherfucker, including that fucking cunt Dave Meltzer. They're all going to shut the fuck up. You watch, mark my words.
1: (laughs) How do you really feel?
0: Yeah, no, that's how I really (laughs) feel. And it's the real, it's people, it's very personal. And that's why in putting out lies in, in WWE, people running paid ads. And then paying Bleacher Report in in in, in Sportsster, they have working relationships with them, which the, the companies that were putting out all the net, net negative articles and running paid ads on it for years, on me. Yeah. In, Instagram, who WWE works with closely, Instagram has removed Ryback as an interest. Right as soon hmm. as this trademark stuff happened, you tell huh. me who they work with and who they don't. How does Ryback get removed randomly as an interest? Right as this trademark. Stuff is going on and it prevents right. me from marketing to people that have me as an interest. So yeah. there's a lot of shooting things going on and it's personal and I'm positive. I'm upbeat and I focus and I've built my stuff and move forward, but you do not let people walk all over you. You have to know when to stand up for yourself and I've never backed down from them. I've beaten them every on everything thus far and I will beat them on this as well. So, yeah. yeah. A little random news, uh,
1: Sasha Banks is in the new season of The Mandalorian, uh, a trailer drop for The Mandalorian, cool. and she's in it. So
0: uh, really cool for Sasha. And I hope, too, more people need to be doing man. In the career in WWE or in wrestling in general, you need to let talents do as many outside projects as possible. And, and hopefully when live events are cutting cut down in AEW as their stars continue to grow and build, you're going to see like Cody's doing stuff and you know Chris is always doing stuff that and you know Dean's done a, a movie or two here that more opportunities start coming up because that's how you start getting more people into the wrestling world that become fans right. of you individually and as a person and then watch you live your life and, and oh man you know I'm not really a wrestling fan but I really like that John Moxley guy you know I'm going right. to I'm going to going minute tune in and watch his matches every every Monday maybe I'll watch a couple more after that and then, you know that's it but that's how you get them and that's what you got to do
1: right and, yeah. So really cool. Uh, really cool for also uh, this past week, Jeff Hardy, he revealed that he signed a new contract with WWE. So he's going to be there uh, for the foreseeable future.
0: A little surprised on that. Uh, they, that I, I'm sure, though, they offered him a lot of money. Uh, I don't know. I would have I would have liked to have seen him gone to AEW, but yeah, he might be happy. He's, he's always done well. WWE, not like Matt, like they've always
1: used him. Right. better exactly yeah matt they were kind of using him as enhancement talent jeff they've always kind of
0: treated as as a star when he's a singles always he's always had Mm -hmm. you know the better opportunities even though he's had a lot of mess ups Mm -hmm. you know and it's always it's never really amounted to anything as far as a punishment with anything on tv so and that's just vince for whatever reason they get they the guys that they like and, and he's He's always been one of them, so that's good for Jeff. Though I hope he got a, a very, very good amount for staying.
1: Yeah. Also, in other contract signing news: Will Hobbs. He he was kind of a the breakout one of the breakout stars in the uh, the casino, uh, the battle royale that they had at the last pay per view. Uh, he has signed with AEW, so he's officially signed a contract with the company, and uh, he's been around a long time, just wrestling the independents in California. Never really gotten a big break, and here and here it comes. So Will Hobbs, and he's going to be in the main event on Dynamite. How old is Hobbs? Ah, jeez. Here, let me see if I can find 30s. it. One second. I would imagine he's been. I wrestling. would guess thirties.
0: I think he's been wrestling like ten years. Okay. He. Uh, that's a good pickup for them. The and a good. He, he's a good sized guy too. I think it helps them having more bigger bodies on that show. I'm not saying you, you need a mix of everything, obviously, right. and I think that really really helps. But I tell you, the the product is with what they're doing, it, it's and I, I really can't wait to see it with with fans there fully with fully packed again with, with the talent they have. And I'm really happy for him to get an opportunity with that and hopefully uh he makes the most of it and the you know the tag match. I, I watched a, a good portion of that with with the best friends and yeah. uh, with Santana and Ortiz and and I thought that was that was a good main event in a great way. Um, it was just good. Like it was, it, it felt. I don't know. It just it seemed it was. Just, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I just yeah. I, I see them progressing more and more. And the more people they get on that roster, again, it could take away from opportunities in a way. But at the end of the day, this is a business, and what you need is the people that are going to draw the best and that are going to get over. And and everyone I've talked to, and I just talked to someone else there the other day. And they go, we were talking about Miro going there. And Miro and me were actually texting too, which seems so happy, which makes me happy. But it was, you would love it here. The sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. That is music to my ears. Because that is, that is pro wrestling that I grew up loving and watching. And, and, what, and that was what was so defeating to me and what's defeating to a lot of guys. I am more than all right, proven myself. I've done it. Mm -hmm. I've I've backed myself up. I've literally told the head of talent relations in one fucking year, I'm going to be the biggest star on your show. And I did it. Those are big words and I ended to to fulfill. And I'm that confident. And I know because it's all energy. The energy never goes away. So when I, and I've heard that from so many people that to me, that's why I'm excited about AEW more so than because it's just like, wait, you want people to be as big as stars as possible. That sounds like the pro wrestling business. I grew up loving. So It's a good thing. Yeah. And you want people, the bodies, guys in, I know they, they want to limit the amount of guys they have there and it's understandable the the amount of shows they have and whatnot. But this isn't a, what's the word? Everyone gets a a trophy environment.
1: Participation award.
0: Yeah. Participation award. Like, and it doesn't matter if you've been doing this your whole life. None of that shit applies, man. It's what it can you go out there and, and literally draw and perform and understand how to get over. That's what you want. Cody knows that too. And I'm sure they do. And it's a fine mix and you got to do what you got to do to survive. But eventually you're going to start needing the guys that are going to fucking, you want to really fucking start printing some money. And I, I think that in one year, I think they're the number one show in wrestling.
1: Yeah. With uh we'll get to the ratings here with the the declines in raw and and then we'll get to that this past week AEW and NXT for the first time in 4 weeks. We're back head to head on a Wednesday night. As expected AEW beat NXT again. Uh AEW they did 886,000 viewers on TNT uh beating the 689,000 viewers uh, garnered by uh, NXT. Did I say NXT TNT yep. dynamite did 886,000 on TNT NXT did 689,000 so dynamite beating it by 28.6% in the 18 to 49 demo AEW they did a 0.34 and uh, NXT only did a point eighteen, so a, a big almost doubling them in the demo so pretty decisive win for dynamite back in their normal time slot
0: yeah no that another positive for them they'll go back head to head and they, and they continue to beat them so uh, and i'm sure that you know that the, the both companies are they're just focused on putting out their product but those numbers matter and they want you yeah. want to be on the you want to be on the upper hand of that every week so um and keep that momentum going and it has to be with the AEW there has to be a major confidence boost for all the talent there to know that especially a lot of the new talent they have that they've all come together and they're beating the top program wwe the brand in wrestling they're in in wwe has said that nxt is not a developmental program anymore they are kicking wwe's ass on wednesday night decisively mm-hmm. so yeah and that's I, that is a su- major major victory for them that they got to keep building on
1: are you surprised that vince hasn't done more to keep NXT competitive I remember you know when they first started going head to head and people were like well once AEW if AEW beats NXT you're gonna see Roman Reigns on you know NXT every week and all this stuff but it's basically been the same product and still to this day they're, when someone gets really big that can possibly be a big star on the main roster like a Matt Riddle or a Keith Lee they bring them up they don't keep them on NXT so yeah uh, I'm just kind of surprised that they're it's kind of taken the beating you know without really doing
0: anything and I don't know how there's so much going on in that world with them that they, moving that show to Wednesday nights was kind of a distraction to prevent AEW from getting the ratings that they would get and, and start having those numbers looking like Raw and SmackDown probably and to, to delay that as long as possible. But I am I am a little surprised. Uh, but they've, they've put in their main stars on the show and I'm sure it's helped a little but it hasn't had the it doesn't it doesn't do the ratings that Raw Smackdown does regardless. So I don't know and I don't know if they want to go play, go that route because if they do put a Roman Reigns on the show and these other guys and they don't beat AEW, what does that say? Mm, right. That and I think that that poses them even further. So I think that's one of the reasons possibly that they don't go all the way with it because it's well what if we keep getting our ass kicked? Because people will <laughs> yeah. have a field day with that. So I I don't I right. don't know I, and I don't know what the but you would think they would the goal would be again the problem with WWE in general is under that brand you are limited to how big of a star you could become
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's so scripted and you are literally at their mercy and even if you get over it's by what these people write that somehow resonates with people and then you got to depend on that luck week after week which never happens because it's not it's not. Good, and these mm-hmm. they, and they, these. So AEW though, in the mirror and they talked about it, like he's told go out there, and, like go get yourself over. Don't do anything stupid, obviously. Don't go, don't mm-hmm. drop a fuck bomb on TV or anything. But go get yourself over. Wait, what? So once these guys and get more confidence too, and understand the freedom that they actually have, and again, knowing how to get over is another skill in wrestling, and and that's. Mm-hmm. And again, not everyone has that. But as long as that is an option there, they're going to get the right people that know how to get over. And it's going it's to shift things even more where guys in WWE don't have that luxury. Yeah. It doesn't matter who. Roman Reigns comes from Raw to NXT. The white writers, everything's the same. You're just now doing it on that on a Wednesday night. under. You're not going out there and you're not going to say anything revolutionary or groundbreaking. And you're not going to go out there and you don't have guys shooting on each other. Guys, you know, this is another thing too I actually saw and talking about The Rock. This is one thing why I speak my mind and I don't have any fear because this is how you have to be to get over. Like It's not the friends business. Fuck everybody. Like That's how you have to be. The Rock, they said, used to get heat all the time for his promos because he would ring people up. Well, if you can't hang, motherfucker, you can't hang. If you get the better of me, if I'm not – If you get the better of me, that's on me to then do something memorable to blow it off, to keep it going. But, like, guys – It's a different environment now, and I'm telling you that I think that's it's the way it needs to be, though. That's the only way wrestling will thrive again is if you let guys go out there and just shoot. It's the only way. And again, there has to be no cussing. There's certain things on TV that you don't bring up, certain things, maybe no religion, sexuality, certain lines you don't cross. But you got to have thick skin in in this, wrestlers, that you know you want every fucking mark online, those guys fucking buying into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You want them to believe it's real. Man, those guys really don't like each other. That's what's missing. You got everyone telling everybody how great they are and patting each other on the back and crying and hugging after a competitive matchup. I don't want to see that shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe every once in a blue moon on a special occasion with a long Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Storied careers, you have that moment. Not your first time working a guy on fucking Wednesday night, like. but it's just... yeah. That's what I, I think is the thing. I think guys got to get more, which WWE doesn't have that luxury. It's not, it's yeah. what writer Tom and writer Jeff hand you that come from the meeting that are in the WWE model. Like, okay, this is our verbiage, and guys aren't going to get really over reading this, but it fills the program and it serves our purpose. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so, Rod did 1.69 million viewers. I never thought. Come the day where, say, 1.69 is not bad, but but with where they're at right now, they were up against the NFL doubleheader, the Monday Night Football season opener. And they were only down 2% from the previous week. Last year, they were down 15%. And NFL, as far as wrestling competition goes, when people talk about AEW being against the NBA or NXT, the NFL has shown year over year to have the biggest impact on pro wrestling. So, only being down 2% from last week. And also being up 4%, which is the first time I can remember it happening. I think the last time was like eight years ago. But they were up 4% in the 18 to 49 demo from last week. So not bad. They had loaded the show up. Uh, they had a steel cage match and Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on, on how they do in upcoming weeks. But for this week, it was not a bad number.
0: Yeah. All and I will say I saw – a. Dominic and Seth Rollins. I thought Dominic did really, really well. I think there's a lot of potential with him. He looks awesome. Yeah. He's fairly young. He's got a lot of time. He's getting in working with Seth and like cause Seth understands how to work and the style and to help groom a young guy like that. And it's not just all moves, but it's when you do those moves. And you can you can get Seth is really, really good at all that and blending the two together. I, I always put Seth over for that and his understanding of that. But it's it's not good where the raw rating is at. It's and with the football, that number I think we're gonna see possibly get into the maybe a 1.3 or 1.4 even with, yeah. with a big game on. And I mean that's yeah. never thought we would be saying that right this right now.
1: I mean that's why the impact I mean granted, TV has changed so much over the years, yeah. but which it has impact to yeah. you know, one point four, you know,
0: million viewers commonly. No, that I mean and we talked, things are changing, but it, it's those numbers are far too low yeah. for what. But the, and, and Raw has some issues talent wise, and like I said, star wise on on those promos, you're just plugging guys in that do moves that are reading the lines. It's really really hard to really. It takes even longer to get over in that like whereas like at least guys like the Bray and the the Fiend and that have been there for many years now. They have that TV exposure anyways, and, they, and he's, he's a big star already anyways with that. And I think he could be even a much bigger star than he even is. But they, with new guys in that system, it's going to really, really take a long time. And it's that audience is getting smaller and smaller. So I don't... They got to be concerned.
1: Yeah, I mean... Every year it drops at some point, you know, you, you mentioned AEW, AEW, if they do go up a little and rock keeps coming down, there's going to be that, that point where the lines cross, you know, the streams cross, so to speak. So
0: I, I believe that time is coming sooner than we think rush. I really do yeah. because the model is uh, business model.
1: Yeah. SmackDown, on the other hand, Roman Reigns turning heel and the Sasha and Bailey feud has really helped SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown did... 2.3 million viewers on Fox, their best number in, in a long time. It was up 9% from the week before. The best SmackDown viewership since the Post Mania episode. So a big number for SmackDown in in today's environment.
0: Absolutely. And, and again, who would have thought we would be talking SmackDown as the, the A show now and Raw as the right. B show? I mean, that's yeah, the stuff with Roman, is, I think, is being handled well. Which they've always done. They'll usually take one or two things, and it gets all the focus and attention, and then the other stuff kind of just gets kind of it is what it is, right? right. Stiller, so, yeah. And it and he's the one guy that they have put the most into uh, out of anyone on the roster, and
1: he's killing it, I yeah. think.
0: And yeah. I but I think too, and even with Paul, I think there's gonna I think eventually get him away from Paul will be very powerful, yeah. and where he I think this is kind of maybe a way to ease him in. To get some confidence mm-hmm. as a heel. And because he's been baby faced for so long now, that right. I think, and Paul will, will help him with that. Because Paul is very creative on, on various things. And if it's beneficial to Paul, Paul, Paul right. he's in it. So, and which yeah. this is. So I think they're doing some good things on SmackDown with that.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it's it's interesting that. Did you see the Bray Wyatt? They,
1: he introduced a new puppet called uh, I Wobbling. Waltz I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's clearly Paul Heyman like mocking Paul Heyman. It's it's weird to have uh Heyman in your in your top program, and then you have this puppet character mocking him on the same show.
0: But Bray, which is Bray now okay. a babyface, the fiend? I have no idea. It's it's, it's uh, odd. The, it's hard the, to tell with him. The landscape has changed. Like I've even too like with Braun Strowman. I don't know what's going yeah. on with him.
1: I think they're all kind of tweeners. Yeah. Like,
0: but Braun's now wrestling like in a Prince Albert outfit. Like <laughs> no, but that's what he's wearing, is the Prince yeah. Albert outfit. Right, yeah. And, and that's the first thing I saw. I go, what's he doing? Right. I, I thought yeah. he had such a great look the other way. I don't know what... it pulled him off quick. <laughs> I'm telling you, that look is not good for his career. Whether no, I don't know who no. told him that or if that's his choice, nothing, you know, yeah. we all... I was thinking he looked like Kurgan. Do you remember Kurgan back in the day? Yeah, that's another... It took yeah. his identity away in a way, and but it's not showing his body. He's one of the biggest guys on the show. I don't know. And I, I get... It was just, when I saw and this is me, when I saw it just watching, and this isn't nothing I always have liked Braun, I was like, oh, who told him to wear that or why is he wearing that? I don't know. Even the color, the forest green or whatever, the like. it's, it's just not a good color. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm hoping everyone up there is just trying to, they're all making money. So as long as they're happy, I have no complaints of anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, uh, I didn't
1: think it was that packed of a news week, but apparently it was. <laughs> this is get a rant or two the
0: big guy. It feels a little time Raj. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, uh, thanks as always for having me on. No, thank you, Raj. Anything to plug to wrap up?
1: Uh yeah. I mean, you know, keep checking out wrestlinginc.com. Uh, just uh, it never stops. We got articles going up twenty-four-seven. Uh, also, exclusives, exclusive interviews. We had a, your buddy Jerry McDevitt recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got Lance Archer coming up. Just tons of, tons of exclusive interviews and and cool stories. So keep checking out wrestlinginc.com.
0: Good deal. Thank you, Raj. And guys, make sure I'll put it also in the description for this podcast our Feed Me More Nutrition $3,000 cash giveaway. Use discount code Ryback 3000 We give you 20% off. You get become every purchase. You are automatically entered for the $3,000 cash and a signed WWE heavyweight championship from me. That contest ends Friday, October 2nd at midnight Pacific. Discount code Ryback3000. It gets you an automatic entry and every entry is every purchase is a new entry into the contest. So thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of I was going to say the Ryback show, Raj. I almost botched my own show. The Shooting Blanks (laughs) Wrestling Report. Feed Me More. Thank you guys very much for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report with myself and Raj Geary. Check out WrestlingInc.com for the latest in news and professional wrestling. And Feed Me More Nutrition, my all-natural supplement line, available on FeedMeMore.com. Just for listening to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, we're going to give you 20% off with the discount code Shooting. 20 at checkout. Just use code SHOOTING20 on FeedMeMore.com to save 20%. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. That's for
1: part.